Hello and welcome to the Poetry Exchange. I'm Fiona Bennett. And I'm Michael Schaefer. Lovely to be back with you. How are you, Fee? I'm extremely well, Michael. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm very well. We've been doing a day of conversations and recording and there have been some fantastic exchanges that will um, be coming out in the new year. Any poetry, uh, any poetry books on your Christmas list, Michael? Um, no. I have bought you uh, something that's related. Oh, that's sounds I, I don't, great. I don't want to give it away. Okay. Yours? Okay. Any, any, any uh, top tips for last-minute presents? Poetry collections that have come out recently, perhaps? I'm sure there's very many. I have to say that a number of people, not you, otherwise I wouldn't be telling you, are going to be getting a portable paradise which is such a brilliant name Just love the idea for a collection. It. It's amazing. It's the uh, title poem, as it were, so there's the poem of that title, mm. Roger Robinson, which came out earlier this year. A poem we gave to somebody today, mm. because when we do the exchanges, there's that lovely moment where we offer the coloured envelopes with a poem that's been a friend to somebody else, that's and right. our visitors take one away with them. Yeah. So one of our visitors today took away that brilliant poem by Alice Oswald, Hymn to Iris. Mm. So I think if I was gifting a single poem this season, that would be the one. Little poetry exchange announcement, just looking ahead to 2020. We are going to be in Manchester at Manchester Central Library on February the 21st and the 22nd. So we're going to be having two days of kind of open exchanges. People can sign up and book a slot and come and tell us about a poem that's been a friend to them. Um, we will have details on our website, so if that's something that you wanted to do, go along to uh, poetryexchange.co.uk and you'll find all the details there. Lovely to be bringing you this episode that we recorded fairly recently um, with a disturbingly talented man, Prasanna Puwanaraja, ex-doctor, actor, writer, director... What, what do they call those people? Polymaths. Mm. Yeah, he's a bit of a polymath, isn't he? And interestingly, also a poem that kind of arrived in a... Well, well, you will hear in the story, arrived in his life in a slightly different way to the way some poems... Uh, the way some first encounters happen with poems. It's a sort of lovely connection to the poet and the poem. Mm. So you'll be listening to myself and Fiona talking about Sea Change by Kate Genevieve, the poem that's been a friend to Prasanna. But I, but I managed to print this out on one of these pieces of paper three different ways one of them being <laughs> so that one so I printed it that way oh. and that way and that way could I ask you to read it out for this perhaps we are riding the moon's path along the sea edge where things are less clear and more alive my heart as full as the sea follows the shoreline with certainty for here is a path drawn by desire a root touched by your darkness and mine. Moonstruck, lit up by her generosity, touched by the light of strangers, together with the old smile of wrinkled mountains and all the living beings multiplying. Something special grows in the emptiness. Not innocence returned, but wholeness, gold seemed. 
this night, this day on which so many doors fall open. Let go. The ocean ever rushes in to fill space revealed with unforced, irrepressible energy. We can no more control a life's story than we can command the animals or hold back the tides or ordain the fated meetings of the world. The door only opens at the right time. Instead, receive the gifts of sea change. Take the moonlit path along the shore and meet what's fresh returning at one with the desires of earth. Awake to everything that's growing. The mountain smiles. She knows it is more than time alone heals shattered pieces. It is the gift of other beings. For suffering dissolves into the fullness of night with the memory that the dark, bright night shines with love. May all have eyes to see, ears to hear this night, as full as the sea, beyond sense and naming. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Beautifully read. Mm. Thanks. Um, I, I read this poem first on Facebook. Uh, in in June of this year. Mm. I think there's sometimes a kind of collision between like, where you are in your life mm. and a thing that you see or read or a person that you meet or something that just hits a kind of harmonic. Um, so Kate is um, clearly a poet, uh, but you know I, she wouldn't identify as a poet. She's um, She's uh, a, an artist and researcher. Uh, she works in the field of neuroscience and VR and uh, is a kind of extraordinary mix of different spirits in the one person. Mm -hmm. But this, I, I just finished a job and it had been a really tough six months for me. A few weeks before I, I went through the, um, the end of a very important relationship. And I, I saw this poem on Kate's Facebook page. And I'm sure she won't mind me saying um, that she, she had been going through some ups and downs herself. And this had been her kind of response, which I think is about the start of new things, you know, and like new hope new people um, and the tidal patterns of those new people and it feels like the sea edge here that she talks about and the moon's path along it is about the absolute point of shift and how that's a mix of like something really precise and clear and something infinitesimally sort of shifting mm and shifting according to rules of chaos. You know, the moon's gravity is sort of this constant thing. The Earth's position in space is, is relatively constant relating to the moon, and yet the tides just behave. You know, we know roughly where they'll be, but they are fundamentally a mystery. Um, and Kate, I think the, the sort of beauty of what Kate has done here is she sees that as possibility. She sees that as generosity 
the light of strangers. Um, you know, seeing something gold-seamed in the landscape, something possible. But this felt like such an extraordinary leap of faith, of mm. hope, mm. Mm. Um, expressed through very tangible things, mountains, planets, oceans. Tangible things and big things. Big things, yeah. It's sort of the it's scale of the it. The scale is so, of it is, yeah, is and beautiful. It's, and it's kind of, that, that makes it so kind of all-encompassing. It makes it feel like it can apply to all of us, you know? Yeah. But I wonder, you know, as you say that, like, where were you when you saw this on Facebook? Physically, where were you? Um, I would definitely have been on my phone because I screen grabbed it. It's just that physical thing of, yeah. I'm just thinking about meeting this, this huge poem on a, yeah. on a screen is what's Well, it's always, so, it's usually somewhere banal, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, yeah. I think, I think that's the, the sort of... But pro possibly at, not at home, possibly on yeah, the move, just, just sort of out, out and about. Out yeah. and about, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is another great thing about meeting stuff on the internet. I know there's lots of bad things we can say about it, yeah. but that it can interrupt. Yes, and it doesn't involve the ritual of opening a book of poems and going what can I find in here that might be in some way redemptive or in mm. interesting or connecting it's something that taps you on the shoulder but Kate's not published then is that what mm. you're saying Kate she, is not published I mean this is the thing is that essentially she uses Facebook as her publisher yeah to share mm. creativity she's a sort of con a consistently surprising individual and I think there's something about working in a number of different areas where you pull together a little strand from a number of places and mm. the thing that you weave together is potentially something that contains a little bit of all of those things mm. um so she so yeah i mean i think that i think maybe there is something about knowing knowing her various lines of approach creatively and scientifically i guess that all seem to be coming together in this poem that I definitely mm. responded to, yeah. Mm. And um, it has that really lovely quality that I, I think I always admire in poems where it, it feels like a writer in first gear, you know, it feels like there's so much more in the tank. Mm. It feels so kind of quietly powerful. It's not reaching at all. Um, and, um, all the writers that I, I admire, I think, all have that quality of just giving you the tip of the kind of emotional and image iceberg mm -hmm. that you then piece in yourself, mm -hmm. and each person mm -hmm. is piecing that thing in. Well, the gold seamed reminded me of the what's the Japanese thing where when yeah. the when the plates or the when pots plates crack break. and they fix them using the gold there's a particular word yes it's so we lovely isn't it there. cherishing the breaks but but I it think. is about yeah. the breaks yeah, yeah. and is. i think that's that's also a thing, you know because i think you can end up caught in those places what do you mean by that well you know a break can be a thing that snares you you know it right. can be a moment in time that you never really come out of come out of yeah mm. or a piece of you never does or something mm. you yeah. know um, and it's a really kind of peculiar, you know, the notion that we can hang on to the past in that way, that it's written on us, 
in some way. And that it, it can be a life's work to escape it or to learn how to walk with it or something, mm. you know. Let go, exclamation mark, she writes. The ocean ever rushes in to fill spaces revealed. The ocean is always there, you know, kind of rock pools that just are taken in in this sort of embrace. Um, and I love that the energy is unforced, mm. which mm. is like the opposite of force, which is the opposite of energy. Like for, as a physicist, like an unforced force is like, sort of, I, I can't even get my head around what that is, but mm. it's sort of inexorable. It's like something that feels timeless and seismic, you know. And it does seem to be about healing and a kind of oneness and acceptance mm. of things. Um, uh, where was that terrific line about... Um, oh, yeah, it is the gift of other beings. Mm. Mm. It is more than time alone heals shattered mm. pieces. Mm. It is the gift of other beings. Mm. Um, but I think that's brilliant. Yeah, and sort of any, any creature, really. You know, it's funny how mm. yeah. animals kind of know yeah. things about us, mm. you know. Um, and they can detect our en en energies and our rhythms. Little children can as well. Mm. They can really mm. sort of... They know that something's not quite right. You know, mm. all of it. And I think there's, some, you know, the, the, the gift of other beings takes so many different shapes and mm. it's quite sort of, I don't know, multi-species, I think. Maybe not like crustaceans, but... Um, <laughs> species with some sort I'm of working forebrain. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Love having a scientist in the room, isn't it wonderful? Well, no, With reference to things like no, forebrain, you see, I love the that. The kind trouble of is, I sort of half remember it all. Oh yeah, but so I don't know any of it. So so I'm, it, it, I, I, I run the risk of sounding vaguely plausible, but yeah. actually, you know, when my medical colleagues and friends listen, they go, "He's he's, he's always he's been blacking it. Yeah, he never knew yeah. it. He never knew this. He he he, um, you know, he got uh, yeah." Anyway. <laughs> But it is interesting that, that, that also this poem, I mean, for, for many of the reasons that you've said already, but it is lovely that you've got a poem here that speaks in the language of science and in the language of mm. heart and yeah. art and is, is giving you all those languages. Yes, I think that's right. I think there's something really beautiful about in the language of science. Mm. Um, and by that I mean the quiet poetry of observation and um, triangulation and testing of a question. Um, yes. You know, the best questions in science are the most simple. You know, really good science is about a really clarified question revealing a very simple potential truth. Um, and I think when poems do that, there's something kind of prophetic about them they feel like they you can't say no to them because they've done something quite simple as you say the images that it chooses to bring to bear are the images of science you know mm. it's, it is planets and nature and chaos and um, what the human relationship with that the lens that we shine through that is the emotional position which is either despair and futility and insignificance on the one hand, or as this poem would have it, um, you know, the, the rhythms of change and hope. It's interesting with science. Like, I always feel that like science gets a really bad rep 
particularly in schools, it's always about kind of learning facts and, you know, learn the syllabus and it's like, you know, how many electrons in the outer shell of a whatever. And actually science is not that. Science is just a, an approach to questions. I think there's something lovely about presenting a piece of writing that talks about the notions of sort of certainty and things that are predetermined, the path of the moon, you know, but at the same time draws out some of the unknown things in apparently um, unchangeable observations, you know. But that thing that with um, saying you, you feel science gets a bad rap sometimes, what I love about this is that it combines scientific knowledge with awe and wonder. Mm. You know, I think sometimes people can think that science is anti-awe. Yeah. Oh, in yeah. some way. And, and, and this is absolutely not that. It's, it has yeah. both of those. But the way that we learn science is sort of like the way we learn, you know, we have to learn like vocabulary mm. for languages mm. rather than reading books or poems in those languages. Mm. And science is, you know, learning about science is learning about the processes and the ways of thinking. But the actual stuff that you then do is just as miraculous mm. as, you know, any, as any... I mean, there's... There's such poetry in cellular architecture. That's what I think is somehow encoded in this, is a mm. sort of wonder of how things work, mm. how things might be, what that might mean. What I also really love is going back to what you said at, about the, the kind of moment you were in before you met this poem, and it seems like the thing that she's saying we have is the awakeness. You know, that's the only mm. thing. Mm -hmm. It's just be here, mm. be present to the other creatures, be present to the tide, be present to the mm. whatever, and then ends with may all have eyes to see, ears to hear. That's, that's, yeah. that's the requirement in a sense. Beyond sense and naming is, um, yeah. you know, there are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio. Yeah. It's mm. that, isn't it? Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, I love this smiling mountain. The mountain mm. smiles, she knows. It is more than time alone heals shattered pieces. It, yeah. it brings the realm of human loss and grief into the realm of the geology of mountains. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I love reading about mountains on other moons and planets mm. and cliffs and things. You know. there, there's some, it's one of the moons of Uranus that has this kind of enormous, like moon-wide scar through it that is like a ridge that runs all the way round it almost, wow. which is to do with some kind of like gravitational tidal pressure. But that cliff edge on that moon is just kilometers high. And I kind of think, God, that'd be what an incredible thing that would be to see. It would be That's so amazing. extraordinary. But, um, you know, moons all seem to carry so many scars of their making, the mm. point of their making, you know, but then it's sort of by and large, peaceful places now mm. you know they've kind of well those scars take me back to the gold seams mm. they remind me of them of the mm. sort of the fractures and the you know yeah the scars that mm. that we all bear when you get to a yeah no no one's um, no one's no one's going to escape clear of those you know um I think there's a period in life when you think you might or you 
you feel the formation of each new one mm. as being a new experience. Mm. And I, I realised that actually that's exactly what this poem talks about. It's to know that time is there and people are there and you know the world is there is the wholeness gold seemed mm. sea change perhaps we are riding the moon's path along the sea edge where things are less clear and more alive my heart, as full as the sea, follows the shoreline with certainty, for here is a path drawn by desire, a route touched by your darkness and mine. Moonstruck, lit up by her generosity, touched by the light of strangers, together with the old smile of wrinkled mountains and all the living beings multiplying. Something special grows in the emptiness. Not innocence returned, but wholeness, gold-seamed. This night, this day, on which so many doors fall open. Let go. The ocean ever rushes in to fill space revealed with unforced, irrepressible energy. We can no more control a life's story than we can command the animals or hold back the tides or ordain the fated meetings of the world. The door only opens at the right time. Instead, receive the gifts of sea change. Take the moonlit path along the shore and meet what's fresh returning, at one with the desires of earth. Awake to everything that's growing. The mountain smiles. She knows it is more than time alone heals shattered pieces. It is the gift of other beings. For suffering dissolves into the fullness of night with the memory that the dark, bright night shines with love. May all have eyes to see ears to hear, this night, as full as the sea, beyond sense and naming. So that was Michael with the gift reading there. Our thanks to Kate Genevieve for letting us share the poem and indeed to Prasanna for allowing us to bring this conversation to you. Wonderful encounter between our visitor and that poem and both Prasanna and Kate, as far as I kind of know either of them or of either of them, uh, people with, you know, really kind of multiple fields of interest and curiosity and domains of work and, you know, looking out at the world with what's happening in the rock and the cliff and the sky and the body and the mind and the soul and the heart and it's just ah it's such a privilege when you have that kind of somebody sharing all of that with you and I was really struck listening back to the reading of the poem about 
the way that poetry can kind of may happen it may happen for you sitting in a chair in a room in a very finite and perhaps enclosed space and time and yet through that simple setting down of words there's this massively expansive uh, universe that's completely opened up to you and it was just fantastic to experience that in the moment and then to experience it again listening to the to the episode beautifully said Fee if people have got points of view or opinions about uh, any of anything in this episode or, or other episodes please do get in touch uh, you can do that on Facebook or Twitter or through our website uh, we love hearing from you it really helps us to have reviews and ratings on iTunes which I believe isn't called iTunes anymore they changed it I don't know uh, and subscribe to make sure you get all the episodes as they come out. We'll be back with you next year in 2020. Next decade. Next decade indeed, Fiona. Until then, have a lovely Christmas and thank you for listening. And she also has a very funny story about it which she hasn't told me yet where she tr- I think she tried to... St- recite this poem she said I'll have to tell you in person but I tried to recite this poem once and ended up planting a cedar tree <laughs> I have no idea what that means well there's there's a weird synchronicity happening there Prasanna which is why Fiona and I are looking at each other in that way because I'm, the most recent episode of the podcast that we've just published um, is called The Cedar and it's, and it's well, not only is it called The Cedar it the line is I've planted a cedar yeah. It's about the planting of a well, seed. That's exactly what it is. Kate has this extraordinary way of being somehow present. <laughs>